We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We, like, went on a couple dates and, like, made out that we didn't, like, do anything else. And this sounds so bad, but he was wearing, like, this dumbass hat and I immediately lost attraction to him like one of those patty caps I was like so like I was like I'm not into this anymore that would probably turn me all the way off (laughs) especially in my early 20s like shit like that would always turn me off about guys like really petty shit but to be fair it'd probably turn me off at 27 I think that (laughs) oh god if you're not an old ass man or a tiny child you can't be wearing that hat there's no excuse you look like a newsie (laughs) so (laughs) I'm amazed that there are people that actually think, like, I'm going to put this on. I'm going to fucking kill it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm fucking slaying in this hat. Welcome to the Holy Hour. I am Liz Ball. Um, I'm sort of hosting by myself again today, but um, Amelia and I have been reunited recently um, and we recorded next week's episode. So she's back, but for this episode, we agreed that we're just going to do a little compilation for you guys. We know we have a lot of like new listeners trickling in and I feel like new listeners kind of listen to like the more recent episodes first, which makes sense because, you know, (laughs) when you first get started in a podcast, uh, you're not very good at it. (laughs) Um, so I went through and pulled some of, um, my favorite moments from earlier episodes and that means you guys don't have to go back and listen to all of them or you can, if you want. Uh, so the first bits that I have are from episode three and (laughs) we discuss, um, the science behind beards and testosterone And then we also talk about um, how we feel about thirst traps. Uh, And I think it's not a very big secret how we feel about thirst traps, but um, Amelia is texting me right now. It's like her ears were ringing. Um, You all know how we feel about thirst traps. We love them. We support them. We want you to tag us in them. So here is the origin of how we feel about thirst traps and uh just some theories about beards wow (laughs) i like the scruffy look because i feel like in a lot of movies like when a guy is like (laughs) 
spending the night at a girl's house he wakes up and he has like afternoon scruff, shadow scruff for no reason mm, yeah for what did this grow overnight <laughs> that's does that happen my leg hair grows like really fast so I feel like <laughs> it's not too far out of <laughs> I've, I've never thought about like how quickly a beard might grow or how quickly facial hair grows like it just grows overnight like the grass like yeah. Yeah, I don't know actually. Cause it's so weird to think about, like yeah. sleeping next to a guy, and while you guys are sleeping, you wake beard. up, you're next to like a totally different person. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Tim Allen and the Santa Claus, <laughs> just full beard overnight. <laughs> I read something that said if if a guy like beards grow faster if men are thinking about sex, which I know is not <laughs> the case, but like makes sense like we i need could... a doctor to weigh in on this <laughs> should we call one up right now <laughs> you, you you measure how horny a guy is by how quickly his beard grows <laughs> but i'm thinking because if the testosterone's flowing it's flowing everywhere <laughs> out his face oh, no, yeah. out his j- <laughs> how fast does his beard grow in comparison to his pubes <laughs> D- does the carpet match the, the drapes <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> I really want to know. I'm going to start asking men that, and they'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Does the beard mess the pubes? <laughs> Making myself cry. On a first date. <laughs> so, does the beard match the pubes? When I thirst trap on the gram, we all are thirst trapping because there's one guy... We want to look at that fucking thirst trap. I, yes. And sorry. my Twitter bay, yeah, my Twitter bay would always respond to my thirst traps. They are, they are tried and true. You will always yeah. get, I posted one of our holy hour photos on my story the other day with one guy in mind and all of the guys came out of the woodwork. Yes. It's, it is, there's a science Did the one guy yeah. also respond? Instantly. Yeah. It was, yeah. He was like, uh. he like texted me with like a drooling face. I was like... <laughs> It me. I mean, you like me. There needs to be a search feature on Instagram stories. Though. I know. I'm like, I, someone needs uh, uh, Instagram if you're listening, which I know you're not. But Instagram if you're listening, there needs to be a search feature on stories because a lot of us girls are out here posting stuff on our stories, waiting for one person, one person. to see it. Yes, there's search features on everything else and yeah. not on stories. I know. I've been. <laughs> Please indulge my toxic behavior. Yeah. But do you know where that person falls in your story? Like you know where they are. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. But it'll change sometimes. Like, it'll be like, sometimes we'll be talking more and more on Instagram and he'll like move up the list. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, I know like who he sits between and those two people are always looking at my story. So I know like if he's not between those two people, I don't need to keep looking. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I do that too. I did that with my Twitter bay. Anyways, uh, yeah. So thirst traps will always get you the attention. So I feel like a lot of people, when they see people posting thirst traps, like, I think people need to change their their way of thinking about them when they yeah. see other people posting them because it's, I think a lot of people are like, oh my God, she's so vain. First of all, what, there's no issue with that. Let yeah. women feel empowered by how they look. Yeah. Just let it dude, happen. Uh, we're hot and we're not going to be hot forever. No. So just let us fucking enjoy it. And we have so much shit that's knocking us down and, and trying to make us smaller in the world. So if we feel like we want to post our tits on Instagram, 
let let it happen they're also, not gonna look like this forever i'm documenting how hot i look yeah. right now and i'm gonna be stoked about it and it's so, i'm allowed to be happy that i'm hot yes. right now <laughs> we should be celebrating women feeling comfortable posting themselves on instagram like if people are feeling good enough about themselves to be like i look fucking hot in that photo and i want everybody to see it that is like i want to cry thinking about this. sometimes i'll see my friends posting like a really hot picture of yeah them, and, and you're like, like oh my gosh you're fucking you stole my wig. I fucking love you. This is my, you are my muse. You are my flame. You look so hot. You look so good. I'm so proud of you for showing everyone how fucking hot you look. Yes. I hope that your future kids see this. Yes. And because then they'll be like, mom, what is this? And then you can be like, this is why you were born, yeah. little bitch. This picture made you exist in the world. Yeah. Your father saw this picture and came over and we fucked yeah. because of this picture. Yeah. We're going to hang in your room. This is how I got... This is how you were born. We're hanging this above your crib. (laughs) You can thank this beautiful ass. (laughs) Thank my ass. Thank my titties. Okay? This is why you are here. Pray to the ass. Pray to the titties. Yeah. (laughs) Thirst chest is how you were born, little bitch. This is how I got your father in my DMs. He didn't even know I existed before this. Okay? I planned this. existed before that's yeah, so funny I true. found him on the internet okay <laughs> which is where everything is going nowadays I sourced it out yeah we outsourced yeah. I was like listen <laughs> you don't know me but you're mine <laughs> maybe testosterone is the fertilizer of beards Who, who's to say I've also always wanted to have a beard um I just I've always wondered, like, if women could grow beards, then I feel like there would be a lot more. I'm just curious what would be trending. Like, what would be trendy if women grew beards? Like, there would be so many different options and looks for facial hair. And I just feel like I'm missing out. And you know what? It would be nice to also only have to use half of the amount of makeup because I could put a beard on. Um, anyways, this next little bit that, uh, you guys are about to listen to is from episode four and Amelia and I talk about how we feel about the phrase sucked off (laughs) along with the, how we feel about some dirty talk phrases. Um, and you can kind of guess how it goes. Uh, and then (laughs) Amelia reveals that she, likes to be slapped in the face um, on occasion. And uh, our first ideas of what kind of merch we want to create also appeared in this episode. So let us know what you think. How do you feel about the phrase sucked off? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's one of those phrases that guys think is really hot. Like, oh yeah. Like she she sucked me off. Like do I, guys say that seriously? I've never that heard like, a guy say it. Seriously. It just sounds very porny, you know. What would you say? Like, so what would you do if like a guy was like, "Hey, will you suck me off?" Like, like during foreplay? Like, like no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard someone say it seriously. Like. Yeah, I got sucked off. Who fucking says that? I think that if a guy, like, propositioned that to me, like, will you suck me off, I'd be like, no, and also, I'm going home. Yeah, I would go I would, I, you know, all I the way home. Anything. I would just get my clothes Straight on. Straight to bed. Yeah. 
I'm going to not even drive home. I'm going to say nothing to you, put my clothes on, and then just walk out your door and all the way home. Like, that is... Well, because I was... Like, I would be... I would need to think. It just doesn't really make sense as a phrase. I'm, like, thinking about it. Sucked off. I get sucked, but, like, sucked off, like... I don't like know. It's instead like, of jacked off, you are like get off. off. You yeah, get, get oh, off. like jacked off. I guess that makes sucked sense. Off. Sucked off. I hate that. I hate it so much. I've never heard anybody. I was use wondering it if it was like a coastal thing. Sucked off. It's kind of like how how like you know like how I feel about cock. I hate that. You don't like cock? Not really. So what do you like? Do? Like if you're like having sex with a guy and he's like, oh yeah, like you like this cock? Yeah. <laughs> well, cock. it always. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yeah. So it reminds me of that scene in Superbad where she's like s- super drunk and she's like, "You're such a smooth cock," <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." I don't like any of the words that we use for cock. genitalia in the bed though, because it's like no, I don't like dick. Ju- like you like this dick. I don't. I just don't like that. That's like yeah, because that's almost like cock is like too porny, and then like dick is like boring, or I don't know. It feels like juvenile. Yeah, to yeah, say. yeah. Like- yeah. You like this big dick? Like, there's something about cock that feels like aggressive enough, and I like I kind of like, like I, mean, I like being called a slut in bed. Sometimes. Ooh, that's like, <laughs> So like, I feel like cock kind of comes. It's like in the family of slut. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that's true. Like this cock. Like I don't like what I would like. Do you want this? Would you like this penis? <laughs> well, I was gonna say there's like not a good word. No, there isn't. Like, like we said before, it's just like. Guys will always say like, "Do you like my dick?" or like, "Yeah, like please compliment it." Do you like this dick? I need to be like, uplifted right now. <laughs> I'll tell you if I like it. Do you like my dick? <laughs> yeah, like if, you, if I want to compliment it, <laughs> like I'm having a tough day. <laughs> Do you like my dick? It's just such a it's such an interesting thing to like ask people questions in bed. Like I feel like I I've hooked up with some guys that like having those conversations in bed where they're like, oh, like, do you, it's like, do you like my, my big dick in your, t- <laughs> in your tight pussy? Yes. Ah! I hate pussy in bed too. I hate I it too. Hate I was it. just about to say that. There's no, cause like, what's the alternative for pussy? What is it? Do you like this big penis in your tight vagina? <laughs> and, and then we put on the rubber medical gloves. <laughs> And a hairnet. <laughs> and, and we put a sheet in between us. It does no. <laughs> With just a hole. It's a glor- glory sheet. Yeah, a glory sheet. <laughs> it just gets real medical. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, my God. That's so funny. But no, no, I don't know what the alternative for pussy would be. I've okay. never thought about it. Like, s- Smash. Uh, why do we need to ex- describe the genitalia? Coochie? Well, I like also like when guys are like, you feel so good rather than like, I love that pussy. Like, I don't need you to tell. I know what I have. I know what you have. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the same page about what we have. <laughs> we don't need to go into detail with it. I, I, I don't know. I like basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I, I don't want to be asked like, do you like X about me? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to hear them say something about me. Yeah. And I want to say something about them. Yes. They're like, oh, you're so fucking hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah. always says, you're yeah. so fucking hot. But it feels like, I don't know, it's Fuck an yeah. ego boost. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, it gasses so me up. I'll do hot. better if yeah. you're giving me compliments. I'm just like. <laughs> don't have to guess. Yeah. Like or, yeah. Just being told, like, you're sexy or something. Or like. Yeah. 
I don't know. No, I like little that. things like that or like um some guys will find out that I like that. Well, they won't find out. I will have told them. <laughs> and and then they'll try to do it every time we have sex. So like, Oh, yeah, I hate that. Sex needs to be different every time. Yes, like it's, some days it's going to be passionate and some days it's going to be fucking raunchy and like and sloppy and yes, don't. and sweaty. Right. And that's the kind of sex that you slap someone in the face during. But like yeah. when we're like having like slow passionate sex and then you just like <laughs> <laughs> whack me across the face. <laughs> don't. Just like really like into it, intense eye contact, yeah. like gently like kissing your neck and then just like a slap in the face. Like, are you mad at me? Is this abuse now? wrong <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like oh god oh that's god, so, so true funny. so like you know men don't carry around purses or whatever so like but they have pockets right they make men's jeans have pockets deep enough for your wallet and your phone so you yeah. don't need a brief what are you bringing around brochures Half the time, like women's like, jeans don't have pockets i know or they're they are a lot smaller they are the i was in um you know I was in that uh, that ad for the women's jeans that finally had pockets. Do you remember seeing that? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and they went nowhere because they make jeans look super weird when they have pockets. It helps. Like, these these pockets, that's as deep as they go. What am I going to put in there? You can't put anything in women's pockets. No. Anything. But then men's pockets, they go, like, you get cargo shorts with, like, 50 really deep pockets in it. <laughs> We've never had pants like that. So I have no reason. He has no reason. I to want my purse to be around. on my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I want an invention where like your purse is on your ass. Yeah. But it's like padded, so it lo- makes you look like you have like a fat ass, which for me would be nice because I don't have a big ass at all. So I want a butt purse where it's like padded on the outside, and I can put my phone in there. That should be one of our first merch my, items. Yeah. Butt purse. We're gonna make we're gonna make merch. It's gonna be a butt purse. We've actually been talking about what merch we would have if we had merch. Yeah. So keep listening, and then you'll get you'll <laughs> maybe, get a butt, maybe we'll have merch. That'll be incentive to a keep getting people to listen. A butt plug and a butt pad. <laughs> like a branded <laughs> butt plug <laughs> with our faces on it. Holy. <laughs> you can get an Amelia butt plug or a Liz butt plug. <laughs> it's just me That's smiling like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Here's Johnny. <laughs> You'll be the patron saint of butt plugs. <laughs> I'm the patron saint of butt plugs. Even though I've never had any butt stuff. If you've listened to all of our episodes up until this point, <laughs> you would know that uh, some of those things have changed. And um, I cannot recommend a butt plug enough i think that they're fun and also uh please let us know if you would buy a (laughs) jack nicholson inspired um butt plug with our faces on it i don't know how we would ever make that merchandise but um i believe in dreaming big i don't know about you but that's my friday energy is dream big Put your face on a butt plug. Um, This next piece uh, is also from episode four. And it's about this crazy guy that I like 
had kind of seen a little bit in college and the story is just an emotional roller coaster. Um, whatever I say, you will not be expecting unless you've already listened to that episode, but it's one of my favorite stories to tell. This is another story from when I was in college. Um, when I had stayed over the summer, um, I need a, I need a nickname for this guy. Um, I'm going to call him motorcycle. Okay. Because he had a motorcycle. So, obviously. <laughs> because he looked like a motorcycle. <laughs> I don't know what that would mean. Um, so uh, while I was in college, this was my... The, it was the summer between my sophomore and junior year. I had decided to stay in Flagstaff for the summer. And I made like a like a fun little group of friends that had also decided to stay there that I knew from like my freshman year and like had made over my sophomore year. So we became, like, this group of friends. We're all underage. So we'd just get, like, fucked up at someone's apartment because somehow we'd be able to get, like, a handle or something. I'd known him very casually. Like, he was in a fraternity. I kind of knew him. And then I got to know him a lot better over the summer because he was, like, hooking up with my friend. And, um, like, things fizzled out with them pretty quickly. And he was also from Vegas, so I was like, hey, if you're ever, if you ever need to go back to Vegas, like, I have a car, like, you can totally carpool with me. And he was like, actually, I want to bring my motorcycle back to Vegas and then bring my car up here. Um, but I'm worried my motorcycle might break down. So next time you go, I'll follow you in my motorcycle. And I was like, okay. Yeah, one of the weekends I'm like, yep, I'm going home to Vegas this weekend. It's my brother's graduation party, like feel free to, like, off follow me in your motorcycle and let me know if, like, it breaks down. We can figure something out. And I was like, do you want to invite motorcycle over for your brother's graduation party? It's, like, a big barbecue. And I was like, sure, I'll let him know, like, the invitation's out there. He decided, he was like, yeah, I mean, if it's not, like, a serious thing, I'll totally just show up. And I was like, yeah, come through, get some food, whatever. And then while he's there, he's telling my mom and her friends this story about they're both teachers. So he starts telling them how he was homeless in high school. He says that his mom, oh, he got kicked out. My mom was like, you know, teachers are trained to look for like signs that a student might be abused or like homeless or something. So my mom was like, well, where did you stay? And he was like, I would sleep under the bleachers. She was like, did any teacher, like, reach out to you? Like, how did you take care of yourself? And he's like, I would couch surf when I could and, like, you know, t take showers in the in the gym, um, like, before school started. And then she was like, did a teacher notice this? And he's like, yeah, I my, my counselor noticed and, like, set me up with, like, um, this, like, homeless teens service um, where they give, like, housing to homeless teenagers and, like, give them, like, um, uh, grocery gift cards. Yeah, so he tells them that story, and it was just, like, very moving to see, like, some someone who has been helped by the education system, and yeah, I was just really moved, like, watching this whole thing happen in front of me, and then, um, we kind of went our separate ways for the summer. Like, I went back to Flagstaff, and he stayed in Las Vegas so he could, like, 
he lived with his aunt and then and then he was like I don't know if my fast was gonna go through and I was like that fucking sucks I hope you can come back so then I go back to college and then school starts and then I was in charge of my sorority's recruitment so I was like doing my own thing after being in charge of recruitment any lady who's been through recruitment knows that that shit is exhausting (laughs) um so being in charge of that I uh appropriately decided to get very very drunk when it was all over (laughs) when all was said and done I was like I'm getting fucked up (laughs) Hell yeah. So it. I went to like a fraternity party and then um, motorcycle was there. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that you made it. Like, I didn't know you made it back up to school. Like y- you said your fast phone might not go through. And then I, like um, he was worried like his aunt was going to get evicted. So he was like trying to help out with rent for her. And that's why he stayed in Vegas. And then I was like, I thought you weren't going to get your FAFSA. And, like, what happened with your aunt? Like, did you guys end up being homeless? And he was like, yeah, my aunt got a... Or not homeless. Uh, um, I was like, did she end up getting evicted? And then he was like, yeah, my aunt got evicted. Um, but I was like, what would you do? And he was like, I actually stayed with your with your parents. Because when he was at the barbecue, my mom was like, well, if you ever need anything, like, you can always stay with us. And so I remember that. And then he's like, I actually stayed with your family. And then I was like, what? Oh, my God. My mom didn't tell me. And then he was like, I was just really ashamed that I didn't have anywhere to stay. And um, I remember that your your mom had offered to let me stay with them if my aunt got evicted. And I, like, took them up on that offer. And I asked them not to say anything to you because I was just really embarrassed. And I was like, oh, my God. That's, like, I... I can't uh, like that's so on brand for my parents and I was just like I can't I can't believe that you stayed there over the summer and like I was just like very touched yeah um I was like how did you get into my house and he's like I just used the garage code and I was like did you ever hang out with my brother and he's like I mean I I was only there so I had somewhere to sleep like like I if I was there he wasn't really there and then I was like (laughs) asking him other questions and he was like yeah your mom would just like text me if there was food in the fridge or something and I was like oh my god that's so moving and if any of you guys know my mom aka mama b mama b is everyone's second mom Mm -hmm. like she loves like being a good hostess because she's been so scarred by like staying at people's places and they're bad hosts Mm -hmm. (laughs) so she like over hosts she's like very good at being a hostess um my mom's your mom is so great (laughs) well your mom sounds great too our our moms would totally get along we're so lucky um yeah so I was just like very moved and I was just like wow I can't believe like I love that my family did this for this guy and then um I ended up making out with him. <laughs> we Once didn't, hook, yeah, we didn't like hook up. We made out, and then um, I was like super hungover the next day, and then I had to go to work like a little bit later, and I and I was a cocktail waitress, so I would made it past my hangover by then. So I went to my cocktail waitressing job, and then I called my mom really quick before my shift started, and then I was like, "Hey, mom, um, motorcycle told me he stayed with you guys over the summer." And she was like, what? And then I was like, yeah, I mean, I know he told you not to tell me, like, uh, because he was embarrassed. And then she was like, 
what are you talking about? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, so I told her the story, and I included all of the details he told me. Like, I was like, he said he got in with the garage code. He said that you would text him that there was food waiting for him. And then he said that, like, my brother wasn't home or, like, when, when he was when he was there like he because my brother is like always out with friends always so it was just all of these specific details that really matched my family's behavior i do not like that yeah that's so, some psychopath stuff like really mm-hmm. so then my mom was like no he never stayed here like she offered the opportunity and he never took them up he never stayed there and i was like hungover trying to process this and I was like what the fuck and then I was like I'm about to start my shift I like I'll talk to you after this and then I called back and my dad was freaking out my dad was like do not talk to this guy ever again like don't talk to him and so I was like ignoring him he kept trying to hit me up and I was like avoiding him and then I like went home and he showed up at my door because our dorm rooms like the Greek life dorm was just one big building so he shows up at my dorm room and then he's like why haven't you been like responding to me and I was like you lied to me about staying with my fucking family for the summer and he's like I'm sorry I just wanted to seem closer to your family what? And I was just like, why did you think that you could tell me this and I wouldn't find out? Right, you're going to follow is... up with your mom. Exactly. And I was like, obviously you know how close I am with my family. And you really thought you could tell me this and I wouldn't find out? And he's like, I feel like I, I don't know. I just was saying it in the moment and I wanted to seem closer to you because I like you. And I was like, there this- are other ways to do that. What the I was fuck? like, this is crazy. It's Ew. fucking crazy. That's really scary. I talked, so I had brought this up to my therapist. Like, if you met him, you would know he, like, it didn't seem like vindictive like he it's so weird to explain like clearly this is some psychopath shit well but he i don't think he is the kind of psychopath that would hurt someone it's just like the the ability to like scan a room and be able to pick up on details like you have a garage code um he's heard that like maybe he heard in conversation that your brother's out every night he knows that your mom is the kind of person that would like text him to say that there's food in the fridge like yeah being able to like pick out those details and construct such a lie is scary that's vindictive or not exactly anyway go on so when i talk to my therapist about it i'm just like i like this shit is crazy because also it happened years ago so mm-hmm. I, like I've been seeing my therapist for a year but when I talked to her about it I was like it was just something that had come up like a memory that had come up which that happens in therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like well you know that might have been better than what actually happened to him that summer oh shit yeah <gasps> And I then, didn't even think about that. I know. So, because oh, I was man. like, I was like, I never felt afraid of him. Um, I was like, definitely like, what the literal fuck? But I never got this feeling that he was going to hurt me. So, but I still was just like, what the fuck? And then she was like, well, you know, that might have been better than what actually happened to him that summer. And um, I bet that he did really like he saw your family dynamic and wanted to experience that. And I was like, 
And, like, compulsive liars can convince themselves that things happen, too. Oh, yeah. But it's, like, oh, you can, like, you can corroborate that story very quickly by just calling your mom for 10 seconds. And I'm sure he knew that. And my therapist is sure he knew that. But it gets even fucking crazier. How? (laughs) (laughs) I know. So I didn't know this until recently, but he has been doing TED Talks (laughs) on how he was homeless. In high school. And then his family is commenting on it. And they're like, he was he was never kicked out. He ran away from home. Like, his family's doing fine. He ran away from home. And, I mean, we don't know his home life. But he has been able to... Like, he, li- he did a whole, like, vlog series where he was homeless on the streets in New York and raised a bunch of money to donate to the homeless. So, like, he is a fucking sociopath. But he's, like, being a good guy as a result. It's fucking crazy. It's so weird. Like... I'm so confused. (laughs) Amelia's brain is melting in front of me right now. How did you... I would be scared that I was, like, like, close at all to somebody that was so capable of, like, lying about shit like that. And there really is... That's, like, a... I mean, when you're That's 21, like a, you're kind of, like, not... Like, I was too focused on myself to be, like... Like, whoa, like... I knew that... I was, this? like, oh, this guy's fucking but crazy. But in hindsight, like, what He is insanely fuck? hot, though. Let I me show you what him. he looks like. But, like, holy shit, like, compo- Like, that is some serious lying. Yes. That's, like... Intensive, And then to go and give TED Talks lying. afterwards. To, he gives... The balls. Fucking TED Talks. He gives TED Talks about being homeless grandpa has something to say about that grandpa's liz's cat we don't have an old man in here (laughs) and i just wish that he would be quiet grandpa come here yeah i know you're gonna see him and be like i might let this guy lie to me (laughs) oh god holy shit oh wow what a name on that one (laughs) well that's his model name it's not even his real name of course he lies about his name. I know. What the fuck? He probably didn't want his family to continue tracking him. Wait, does he have other pictures? <laughs> yeah, he does. Holy shit. <gasps> I know. Man, he's like stupid hot. This is a bizarre story. Welcome to Redux, a podcast about music by a music lover for music lovers. I'm Van Berryman, math teacher by trade, podcaster by hobby, former radio host and production coordinator, and avid music lover. Step into Redux for deep looks into album reviews with a concise but thorough comparison of an artist's first album to their most recent and their journey to get there. Plus, top 10 lists, best ofs, and other musical inputs to get you through the day. If you like what you hear, drop a follow on Instagram at Redux Podcast and feel free to let me know there what reviews you want to hear. Come along on this journey with me, sit back, and enjoy the ride. So this next bit is from episode six, and this one was requested from a listener. Um, They requested the conversation about um, aftercare when we first talk about it, and I'm sure we've mentioned it plenty of times in our more recent episodes, but we are big fans and believers in aftercare. So this is the first episode in the the good word. Um, that's what it's called about aftercare. And uh, let us know what kind of aftercare you like. And um, if aftercare is something that you practice, because I 
said then and I'll say it now and I'll continue to say it. I think anybody engaging in physical relationships should be practicing aftercare. Essentially aftercare, it, what it is, is the emotional fulfillment you need after like a BDSM scene because um, submissives have a much larger drop than a dominant because like you have your adrenaline is really going and I would say after the first time we hooked up I definitely had a little bit of a drop um and it also might have been because we took shrooms <laughs> that'll do it <laughs> and I wasn't sure if I was gonna share that like you know I did drugs but um I feel like that's a little relevant yeah you know um totally. so I think it was a combination of both like a drop from like having just like this insanely awesome first date and like an a unique sexual experience with like a person who I think is really great Mm -hmm. Uh, just a lot of things to come down from (laughs) and I was like oh why am I feeling kind of weird and then he he was like we need to talk about aftercare if we're gonna like keep you know seeing each other so when I was reading about it I was like holy fuck I think everyone having sex should be doing this Mm -hmm. I I think that, like, this is a lot of what I've been missing in the past with my sexual experiences. Um, There he goes. (laughs) He sees a bird. Oh, I love that. Is that Gatsby? Yeah. Um, Anyways, I, I definitely think that's a lot of what I had been missing. And, I mean, it's no secret that, like, I do have a lot of complicated feelings around objectification and, um sex in general and like with my sexual history with past partners of you know being told like the only reason I'm with you is because I like having sex with you like that fucking sucked and it was painful and then the way that um shoe man treated sex where he like didn't meet any of my emotional needs and um was like very manipulative and controlling but then had this expectation that I should always be wanting to have sex with him and, like, calling me a fleshlight who talks to him is just, I... That's so fucked up. I yeah. can't imagine saying that to somebody. Yeah. It makes me sad. It So I think, um, yeah, just not having any of my emotional needs met in a relationship and then being held to this expectation of, like, yep, I just want to fuck you and, like... You should be willing to do that no matter how you feel. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know. You're here for I found, one thing. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and I found myself, like, um, just, like, forcing myself to have sex even when I didn't want to because I was like, well, maybe I'll, like, be into it when it's happening. But the truth is, is just, like, none of my emotional needs were being met. And I think that, um, yeah, in a BDSM scene, like... I'm in control of not having control. Like, I'm consenting to not having any control. And I think that's, like, um, the part that is appealing to me Mm -hmm. is, like, um, it's my choice to not have control. Yeah. And whereas before, like, it it wasn't my choice to be subjective. Your power was just being taken from you. Exactly. Wow. So. Wow. Um. Yeah, but, like, essentially some of the emotional things that you might need afterwards are, like, words of affirmation or snuggling and um, 
Maybe you want like to eat your favorite snack just to feel cared for in the way that is the most meaningful to you. And doms have a drop too. You know, Mm -hmm. so that was something that we also talked about because I was like, okay, well, if I, you know, it's more likely for a sub to have a drop, like, is what can I also do for you? And then um, for him, he was like, I I just need to make sure, like, I need to know that you feel taken care of and that's how I avoid having a drop. (laughs) Like, having a podcast about sex and dating (laughs) has honestly really, like, forced us to be transparent from the beginning totally with each other so there's no secrets it's like if I'm going to be talking about this later I have to talk to you about it first yeah 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 um it was that's just such an I don't want to cut you off but it's just such it's such an interesting um idea the aftercare piece because we talked about this when we talked before Mm -hmm. of like yeah it's so important in a b in a bdsm setting to have aftercare but like recognizing even if you're not in a bdsm situation recognizing what you need after sex is exactly so fucking important mm-hmm. like i i was thinking about it after you told me about it and i was like thinking of the times that i've had sex where i've left feeling super empty because as i'm sure everybody listening knows now if you've been listening for a while like i am trying to keep feelings out of almost everything that i'm doing so when i would leave sex and still feel empty it's like well i I went into this knowing that there wasn't going to be any feelings involved. So why do I feel so empty and sad when I'm leaving certain situations? And then you told me about aftercare and I'm like, fuck, like the times that I leave feeling sad are the times that I don't pay attention to my needs after sex. Mm -hmm. Usually it's like, we'll have sex and I'll just get up and leave. And that's when I feel sad when objectively I'm like, that's what I want. Why the fuck do I care? Like, I want it to just yeah, you, be sex. Yeah, you want to make it black and white. Yeah. And it's not. And it's not. It, it, there's no way that it can be because sex is, no matter what, no matter how you spin it, it's an emotional thing in some sense. Mm-hmm. It's different for everyone, but it is. there's always a piece of it that's emotional. And I was approaching all of my sexual relationships as just like, I just have a need that needs to be met. You have a need that needs to be met. And then we leave. But it's actually, I have a need that needs to be met. And then also all of these needs afterward. And I'm not telling you to, like, be my boyfriend after all of this. Fuck no. But it's like, I want to just, like, lay down and, like, chat afterward. Like, yeah. I want to feel like a human afterward. And that aftercare is so fucking important. And it so important. It's, I think Amelia made a great point of just, like, um, it doesn't need to be a BDSM experience. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, it's... It's obvious if it's, like, a BDSM experience. You're like, oh, yeah, I just, like, degraded you Mm -hmm. and, like, essentially used you. But, like, we both were consenting to to that experience. But, like, it's obvious how that might affect your um, emotional state of being like, yeah, I was just used, like what does this mean for my worth or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that aftercare portion makes a lot of sense. Um, But no one really considers it in the um like vanilla sex aspect right right um so I think yeah once I was reading more about it I I immediately was like everyone needs to be doing like thinking about aftercare and considering their emotional needs after sex because even if you're in a relationship and like a loving relationship or a long-term relationship hopefully that's also loving Whatever relationship you're in, you need to be considering your emotional needs after sex. And finally, this last little 
wrap up is from episode 22 called men could never (laughs) um and this is the origin story of lilith and if you don't know who lilith is uh she might as well be our mascot um before eve there was lilith and lilith is a badass lady and i think this is the perfect little segment to end this episode fucking eve shouldn't have eaten that apple did you know that's an analogy for sex it is Mm -hmm. you've had sex dirty bastards that wrote the the snake (gasps) haven't we all fucked a snake though we i fucked a few snakes (laughs) i fucked a few snakes or at least known a snake (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i've known a few and fucked a few (laughs) They've never given me an apple. They've not given me anything except good stories and heartbreak. <laughs> Sometimes they give you an STD. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I would take an apple, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my God. Before there was Eve, there was Lilith. Ooh, tell me about Lilith. So. <laughs> well, we're actually you, getting the biblical part of this podcast. If you've seen Sabrina, <laughs> the new one. Okay. There's a Lilith character. But um, Lilith... Uh, was the first woman before Eve and she wanted to be um, Satan's equal. He was like, no, you have to lay beneath me. And she's like, no, I want to lay next to you. Oh, I like Lilith. And he was like, bad bitch. No. And then God took Lilith away. And like Lilith was like Satan's like lover. Mm. Like he was in love with Lilith and God took her away. And then um, he made Eve and Lilith's like likeness. Whoa! So Satan was in love with Eve. I didn't know that. So <laughs> I, I know, know nothing. That's generally what I know. I have a book called like uh, "Bad Girls Throughout History" or something, and Lilith is the <gasps> first woman in it. I want to name my daughter Lilith now. Lily. <laughs> ooh, ooh! This is a cool cover. Jimming the camera. <laughs> um, so it's called Bad Girls Throughout History by Anne Shen. And I um, first saw it because I thought the art was really beautiful. So that's why I bought it. And then it just has like um, a short little biography of a bunch of amazing women throughout history. And I love that the first woman is Lilith. Fucking incredible. I already I've flipped to just random pages. I'm already in love with these mm-hmm. women. Anita Garibaldi. Rode into battle on horseback and pregnant. Men could never. <laughs> I think I want to get men, men could wish. never tattooed on me somewhere because I say it so often. Men could never. Men could never. Like whenever there's like a woman like on the news, like there was a there was a doctor who was in the hospital giving birth and a woman came in giving birth and her doctor co- what couldn't be there on t- like they were on call so they couldn't get there in time and like this woman was having her baby and so this doctor who was in labor delivered this woman's baby this While woman she was deli- in labor yes man could never <laughs> well, this man couldn't even get to the hospital on time this woman's like so I'm- many doctors are like they want to schedule like a day for you to be induced yeah because it works for their schedule uh. uh-huh. and that's why if i have children i will be having them in a bathtub mm. With a midwife. <laughs> at home or at, in like a birthing center? Do you uh, know yet? I don't know yet. 
depends on what my home looks like. Yeah. What's it? Do I have a nice bathtub or like a like a relaxing area? <laughs> yeah. A creepy we'll basement. See. We'll revisit. Ooh. <laughs> creepy Lights basement. Lights and candles in my creepy basement. Have a seance. Yeah. Love that. Name it Lilith. <laughs> um, okay, I, I found the Lilith page. I'll read it. Okay. <clears throat> it's it's biblical story time on the holy hour. It all began with Lilith, the lesser known first wife of Adam who was kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Adam insisted she lie beneath him, but she wanted to lie next to him and be equal. Bad bitches! Because she refused to be subservient to Adam, Lilith left the Garden of Eden and became associated with the archangel Samael. Samael. We know of Lilith because she is represented as a demon in many religious mysticism texts. She is never mentioned in the Bible. It doesn't get much more badass than getting rejected from the Bible, does it? No, it does not. Lilith, the real one. I love bad bitches. That's my fucking problem. (laughs) I really want this book. This is phenomenal. I mean, I I said uh, she wanted to lay next to Satan instead of Adam, but who's to say Adam isn't Satan, you know? I think all men are kind of (laughs) Satan. I'm just kidding. I I love a lot of you. (laughs) Thank you for joining me for this little flashback. Um, I had a lot of fun like listening to old conversations that I don't remember us having, which is a little scary that I don't remember (laughs) having these conversations and they are publicly accessible. Um, But I did get a good laugh out of a lot of these things. And my homework for you guys is to listen to Lil Nas X's new song, Montero, um, because that is the fucking energy we're bringing in to all of April. It's Aries season. I feel it coursing through my veins because I am an Aries moon, and that's why I am insufferable. Uh, <laughs> anyways, thank you for joining me and, um, Amelia and I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Love you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why, what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.